Welcome, 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 guys. We are the Off-White Boys, and we bring you the Off-White Pod. And you already know who it is. It's David, the hardest source, darker than most. And with me for another week in a row now, <laughs> it's the most gas guy who never tells lies. Vic, what are you saying, bro? I'm doing great, my bro. Doing good. We've had a good weekend, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Celebrating awesome. the old man's birthday tomorrow yeah. that's coming up. So obviously you'll be listening when it's already been Dave's birthday. Um, and you'll be away actually for, for that when it's, yeah, when it's released. Um, I'll, I'll be in Pisa, lads. Yeah, yeah. Pisa. So you're looking forward to that, bro? Yeah, yeah, should be good. Um, we're looking forward to it. Uh, good luck to obviously my girlfriend who's running a marathon. She's um, oh yeah, good luck, Ashley. Yeah, she's uh, uh, aiming for less than four hours. So fingers crossed you get that. She'll be training hard. Uh, I believe in her. And uh, yeah, we're going to Pisa. I think we're having a day trip to Florence. So yeah, should be quite great. Beautiful, mate. It's quite fun because obviously um been away with her in the, in in summer, which is quite uh, both of us planning it. But uh, today, this time, it's obviously my birthday, so she said she planned everything. So it's actually been nice just going on the holiday. And yeah, not, that's not, I've got nothing to do. Makes a she, change for you, to yeah, be fair. Trust me, she she pay for everything, do everything patterned. So I was there like, yeah, pack a bag and come. I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's live, you know, to be fair. Sweeping me off my feet, I yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Love it, love good. it. You're doing well, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, guys, it is Sunday. Um uh, let's not uh, you know mess around too much. Uh, it's the yeah. day after England have been knocked out of the World Cup, guys. And uh, we said this a week ago. There was no uh, no no surprise there. Uh, if anyone had watched our preview, was listening to last week's pods, I believe I said we're going to get chopped. Uh, I was incorrect. <laughs> uh, we actually played the game quite calmly, calm performance. Uh, France probably didn't even get out of first gear, but. England is England, and we uh, we we uh, went out. But um, firstly, let's uh, start off there. Obviously, not be too negative. You know, well done to all the boys and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's always hard when you're putting on the that international shirt. You know, three lines on the chest and everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's one of those things where you you did the, they did the best they can. Uh, we we lost to a uh, the last uh, winners so it's, it's a respectable team to go out to yeah. uh, what, what are your initial thoughts and feelings about everything um, obviously we've we've chatted a lot today about it anyway but you know just for the podcast listeners yeah. what, 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 what are you feeling so my thoughts I think obviously last week on the pod I said as well I didn't feel <coughs> that confident in, in doing it but I was quite pleased with the some of the performances I would say I would ugh. I think it came down to just experience. I think mm. we were probably the better side over the 90 minutes, but it's just, as I was saying earlier, in those moments where you are deep into a, a competition in football, it's about the moments and how well you, you deal with their moments and how well you take their moments into opportunities that are goals, essentially, right? Mm. And I just don't think we did that well enough. Um, France were the perfect example of that, weren't they? When it was just... Schumann's goal was just against the runner play, yeah. and then he just had a really good finish, just bottom corner... Hard for Pickford to see, um, mm. so it's just it's just one of them in it. So fair enough, um, good quality goal. Then their second goal was just I said this to the build up. I was like, Mbappe is the main focus, and I think that's where England might have gone a little bit wrong in terms of if they did only focus on him. They were saying they weren't, but it kind of looked like they did because mm-hmm. every time Mbappe got on the ball, you'd see two people go to him straight away. Yeah. So it's like, but now you're opening a space for people like Griezmann, Giroud to create, and then that exactly. second goal, mate. Tom said it, so shout out Tom. Not that you want the shout out Tom, but Tom was like, "Oh, um, we were sat downstairs watching it. He was like, oh yeah, why, why, why are we giving France all this possession? They're gonna do something." And I literally said, "No, no, no, don't worry. I just can't see him scoring from this." Griezmann whips the ball in. Giroud header, 
goal. So it was yeah. peak, and I was just like, I think we were all stunned. I mm-hmm. think we were a bit like, oh, because it was like 70-something minutes. Yep. It was peak. But <sighs> there wasn't enough from England, and I think... It comes. I think the quality of players we've got are so high. I think we've literally got the best squad in the world internationally. But yeah. it's just, as we've been saying since before the Euros last year, it's the manager for me. I'm sorry, Southgate has to go now. I hope he, he takes, he makes the right decision and just steps down himself. But because mm. I don't think the FA are gonna, you know, make him leave. Apparently, I heard that they want to make, you know, get him to stay again. But. Mm. I think he's reached where he can get to, which is deep into competitions, finals, semi-finals, quarter-finals. But he just doesn't have the tactical nous to understand how to get your players playing in the in those moments that arise in a game where you're playing against a team that are really good. Arguably, the first time we got tested this World Cup, so yeah. it was disappointing. But I think the future for England is pretty bright. You know, as Jude Bellingham said, he was like, "Just stay, with, stick with us." You know what I mean? If you look yeah. at the players we've got coming in strikers that are in the league that didn't come players that didn't come but players that were there who didn't start and stuff or didn't get minutes <coughs> a lot of players who did as well I think the future does look bright for England but I think we've got to appoint the right manager to be honest but yeah mm. what are your thoughts bro yeah I completely agree with everything you've said so far I'll uh, probably just start off with the match reaction first I would say I agree with everything you've said obviously we discussed this in length uh, uh, earlier but uh, I think my standpoint now after you know the emotions of yesterday is uh, gone and everything had a 24 hours now to fully reflect uh, the thing the thing that I think just upsets me the most was it always seems to be the case is we always seem to uh, and again as you said it's reflective of the um, of the manager in that sense where it always just seems to be we're always worried about the, the threats of the other team which obviously you have to take into account when you're playing football of course everyone knows that with the brain but sometimes it's just like I want England to just back their sauce as I've yeah, said yeah, like, yeah. they need to know that we have as you said arguably if not for me I don't think it's arguably I think we have the, the we have the best starting 11 or best squad uh, depth wise as well um in the world at the moment and it's one of those where we need to play like that we need to yep. use our strengths we need to yes we have an anti Mbappe uh, plan we've been planning for two years but we need to be making people having oh what's that anti Jude plan what's their anti-Rashford yeah. Saka Foden like we need to we need to people need to be scared of playing England yeah. and if I'm an international team and I'm watching England's performances over the last uh, two tournaments Euros and the World Cup you you look at them and you'd be like yes they've got threats but you know they, they, they don't create too much like I reckon I reckon we can give them a game we can we can we can try that I we I want us to get to the point where people are scared to play us where yeah. where that team in the World Cup or in the Euros that are people like oh we don't want to be in England and I don't think I don't think we really have that like I don't think France went into that team game yesterday not you know 60% confident they were going to win like yeah, I, I, thought, I think they went into that game thinking yeah we're going to win we're going to win do we, we do our job we hit our objectives everyone does their role we're going to win whereas if England whenever we get uh, uh, play a, a, a team of any stature which is completely fine I'm saying you, you can have that uh, precaution but it's always like oh anything can happen we, we might be able to get a win and you need to know, like I was saying this when I'm when I'm when I have my United uh, shirt on and I'm sitting down I'm going to watch us play Barcelona or where in the Europa obviously this league this season or whatever or it's uh, home to um, Liverpool or where at Liverpool 
there's obviously if during the week there's 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 the uh, there's the nerves there's the emotions but you know an hour two hours before game before kickoff I'm there as a fan because you you can feel it and you know what your team's like it's like yeah. we can win we can, if we go out and we play the best we can play we can win this game yeah. and England can do that when we play our best if we were to play our best we can beat any team there is on this planet yeah. but we just I just don't know if that's instilled in the players I don't know if that's mm. in the ethos mentality seems uh, yeah. to be an issue I don't know it? if that's in the ethos of the team I mm. don't know if they if Kane's walking around being like boys give me the ball I'm going to I'm going to get a hat trick yeah. Saka give me the ball boys I'm going to score it's just like it's almost too, for me it's a bit too nice yeah. and I rate what Southgate's done in terms of like the camaraderie and stuff but I'm like okay but what's next then how mm-hmm. do you develop that viciousness to win mm. that's what comp- comp- competition is like see my team in the last few seasons get to finals in like Champions League whatever 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 mm. you know that like in certain moments in games you have to be vicious and you have to yeah. change it up it can't always be nice and play this football like the only two players that were pressing yesterday was Henderson and Bellingham like mm-hmm. for a press to work you need like three or four players need to commit to, to close yeah. the players down to stop angles and the rest of the team needs to shift so just didn't really, I just didn't really see that yeah. do you know what I mean and and um, I don't I don't want to start too much of a negative so I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Jude Bellingham yesterday Henderson Saka those were my three standouts uh, yesterday I yeah. think Henderson won for his work rate his leadership on the pitch I've said this all the time and I, it kills me I hate you know I hate Liverpool players like even to this day I'm probably happy that Trent didn't play but I agree he <laughs> should have played I hate Henderson I think he's the biggest fraud going but I also know he's not a fraud but, <laughs> but I just want to them where you you look at it and it's just like that's what the team need that's what the game needed like Saka from the second half to the 75 minute he was playing the way you want that you want your team yeah, to be playing give me the ball I'm going to run at people yes I might get tackled draw a foul this is that but you're trying you're trying to progress the ball forward Jude Bellingham was everywhere on the pitch Tom mm. said it earlier I'd love to see his heat map I'm seeing him on the left next to Shaw there. The ball's coming back. Uh, he's there in transition. He's sitting in the back in the back four, making it about five. Then he's up the pitch, up and yeah, down. Yeah, yes, yeah. I understand he's 19. He's got the legs, but that's the passion. That's the that's the thing. And the leadership he showed when when Kane, or we'll get on to, mm. missed that second penalty. The f- no one looked at Jude Bellingham ran straight up to him got his hand on his head was like come on let's keep going yeah. and I was just like that is that is for him as a player at 19 mm. to show that leadership is mental and, to be honest. and on him like genuinely guys this guy is a national treasure like <laughs> I don't think people who people who know football will know but yeah. people don't understand the maturity and the skill one is, mm. is you have to have that talent first but this guy's level of maturity at 19 like he do, we've seen this game in game out at Dortmund he's the leader there he's the leader at England he's come in he's been he's mental he, he didn't even start he didn't even start he hasn't been starting until this in, in until this time and we've all yeah. been saying he's good enough He's this World Cup he's put his name on the map of football yeah. on being like great to Southgate for doing that though exactly. although it's not a, a, a difficult decision to mm. make well done for actually stepping up and being like, right, Jude deserves to be in the starting lineup. I think, I think without without Jude and maybe even Henderson's uh, aggressiveness in some games, it could have been a bit more difficult. Um, mm. Maybe Senegal, something could have happened, whatever. But hey, listen, it is what it is, and um, I'm just hoping Jude. Uh, the reports are right, and Jude's coming to Liverpool, mate. Yeah, as if exactly. he is. <laughs> laughing <laughs> and if we're talking about it in general as well I do want to say a, a big a, like not that I ever doubted him that much but I always felt is Saka as good as everyone says yeah he I, is? I felt that but uh, he, is, he is he yeah, is he 100% is. this guy um he, I don't know why. I feel like he plays a bit differently for England than he does for Arsenal. When I watch him at Arsenal, I don't know if he's as direct as he is with 
as um, England. Again, Arsenal fans, it might just be that I'm not watching enough of him. No. But he, like, the way he plays at England is more I associate with Martinelli's play for Arsenal, where it's just, I think it's exactly, just direct. Yeah. But I get what you mean. It, I think it, it might be just because I only really watch him or really take him in when he's playing against United. And I, ah, and okay. I don't see yeah, him I've as a massive a, threat. So I've, that's probably mm, why. I've watched quite a few Arsenal games this mm. season and even against us as well, he's quite penetrative. If, if it mm. works or not, he, he, he he's there. But yeah. I get what I think he he, didn't, he lacks a bit of pace at Martin and he mm. does, so maybe it looks like he's not. Yeah. And maybe he thinks, you know, I can't beat that man, let me pass inside and mm. go into the space rather than let me just run at the run, player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. But, but I, yeah, he's I, a very good player, talented. Trust me, I, d- I definitely, I, there's a few players that, um, that obviously I'm always happy with Rashford and yeah. everything. We'll come on to that. But come on guys, let's not uh, ignore the, you know, the elephant in the room. Our captain, uh, our leader, Kane, um, he missed the penalty. Um, obviously, it's those fine marg- margins, those small details, as he says, that uh, is, a, is the difference between... Small details, you know. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry to cut you off. Okay. Kane said on his Instagram today, and you pointed out whether it's him or not, I don't care, it's on your Instagram, brother. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, we went out on the small details. The small details being... A penalty in the last 10 minutes of a game which if you lose you're out of the World Cup and you missed it how how is that a small detail first mm. of all mm. and second of all don't get me wrong I've seen people I saw Terrell actually shout out Terrell he tweeted mm. someone today saying or in response to someone like oh you know it's, it's difficult to take two penalties and he scored the first one it's just mm. like Ronaldo Messi Mo Salah any of the old school players you want to put in there as well I'd put my house on them scoring both them penalties in that game. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. So how are you an elite footballer when you're not scoring the second penalty? Not only did you not score it, you absolutely skied it. And whether or not my smoke is warranted or not, mm-hmm. I just want to remind people of the the storm that came out of the Euros mm-hmm. and which was a penalty shootout and what mm-hmm. happened to, you know, three players which were Sancho, uh, Saka and Rashford, right? And you know, understand the differences they have with Kane. What like I've seen nothing today about that. I've seen no there's been no uproar last night. There's been no like people feeling like they don't belong in this country because Kane didn't score that penalty. For me on a foot or just on a football perspective, you can't miss that as I mentioned. Mm. And in a in a societal perspective, no one's saying anything to him. Mm. Oh it's alright, it's you know it's a mistake, it can happen, blah 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 bro, what are you talking about? Mm. How are you not scoring that penalty? Mm. So it's just for me, it kind of fits into the fact that at the beginning of this competition, I never felt the feeling I had supporting England as I did in, at the Euros because of what happened, mm. you know, the aftermath of that. So it was difficult for me to, to do that. But Kane, regardless of all that stuff, back to the, just the football perspective, you have to score that, mate. Mm. You, you, and it's peak. Like, I get you can miss a penalty, but mate, like... Miss one in the league, like you have this penalty. Like I was so convinced he was gonna score again. It was complete shock in that room. Yeah, it went silent yeah. in it downstairs yeah. for like yeah. a good minute or whatever. Like just mm. we were just like, what? We just couldn't believe. Yeah. Astonished, mate. But yeah, go on. It was. It's one of them. Is uh, I agree completely. Um, there's not. There's not much more to be angry about because there's nobody else you want taking that pen. There's no other conditions you want. The want to. Uh, equalizing pen you know what was it 86 minute or something Somewhere like, like that, yeah. you there's no other person on this planet in this country that you'd want to take that than harry mm. kane and you missed that at that point what can you do like it's it is what it is and obviously for kane i'm not uh don't get us wrong guys our vim isn't that kane missing the pen our vim is that the uh reaction of the diff the difference in reaction like 
I'm happy for everyone getting on Saka, um, Sancho and Rashford for missing a pen. Yes, they missed a pen. They cost us the uh, a final. Completely calm. Kane's cost us a World Cup. Completely calm. But there's no need to abuse one group of race and the other one just gets let off. Let's, if you're not happy about people missing pens, keep the same energy. Completely fine mm. with that. Like now I get onto, I, I got onto Rashford for missing pens. I, before then I'd say I felt the same. I felt like Rashford was a cold, cold, cold finisher, cold, composed person. I felt let down. Same way I feel about Kane right now. But am I going to get personal about Kane? Am I going to, am I going to start doing yeah, a, right. whatever thing? No. That thought didn't even come across it, my mind. It doesn't come across your mind. So we're just saying that. I'm, and don't get me wrong, we're not saying that Kane didn't get abused for missing the pen, but I'm sure no one's going on about his wife or whatever. Ever, like I'm using that as an example, obviously, because people aren't going to be racist to him. They're going to, you know, try and get at him on an emotional level. So that's what I mean. But yeah, back to the back to the pen. It was just one of them where um, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate as always. It's one of them things where it's tough. It's always hard. You've taken one pen. You're adding the adding the um, adding the added factor that the keeper is your club keeper so he knows your your pen routines all the time he knows your preferred side obviously Kane was trying to go to the to the his preferred side which is the keeper's right but for me if I was Kane obviously it doesn't really matter I'd just gone down the middle that's where I would have gone yeah. and second pen I think was down the middle down the middle but for me as a pen taker you have to hit the target mm. like I think I think missing a pen is peak but if a pen is saved okay Calm. A shit yeah, pen then, then you say the keeper did a good job. If you Calm. sky it, nah, you got you got to make the keeper work, and that's exactly what uh, Eman shout out Eman said about the free kick of Rashford's, and that's why I always agree with those last those last um, you know minutes of a game where you got a free kick, make the keeper work. It, if you're trying to put it top bins, unless you're Messi or James Ward Prowse or these man <laughs> or Madison, uh, all these quality free kick takers that you know that. They can they can slot it there. Just put it keeper side. Make him make a save. He might jump out. Might have a save. Get a corner. Keep going. Or he might go in. Rashford's um, free kick made the keeper work. Keeper didn't yeah. save it. Went in. So some, close. Some, well. Sometimes sometimes it's just as simple as that. Those positions and everything at that time just make the keeper save the shot mm. and that's what happens with pens of Gwen and that's what was so disappointing about Rashford's miss uh, um, essentially uh, especially sorry because he'd sent the keeper but hit the post and that's why for me I was just like what, oh, in, the, in the Euros in the Euros yeah, sorry yeah. if you made the keeper work that goal, that, that goal would have gone in because one you probably would have still uh, gone in if the keeper went the right side because it would have been bottom corner but you sent the keeper so yeah. just put it on target so it's just those kind of stuff but talking about the performance for me I'd say it's it's very disheartening in the sense of I just don't think as you said uh, France were a lot better in moments so I think that's what makes it even <laughs> tougher to take where if I was sat here and we got absolutely chopped yesterday I'd be like yeah it's peak France are just France yesterday's game was winnable Anyone who says anything else is 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 not is giving France too much credit. Yeah. Yesterday's game, those from kickoff till extra time, we were the better team. We could have beaten them if we'd you know created more chances, a bit more penetrative. If we were better defensively, potentially, potentially, uh, if we just had a bit more grit in us. If <laughs> Kane had scored the pen, there's too many things that were on our in our control which we didn't do which makes a loss always worse yeah. and I think anyone who plays a sport or has followed sport for long enough 
you always want to, if you lose and you get beaten by a better team or better performance, you take can always L, yeah. accept that. You can mm. always take that. And I'm not saying this at any of the English players. I'm very proud of the performance all throughout the World Cup. But as you said, it comes down to the management. It comes down to the ethos of the team. They need to have enough vim, enough confidence to step up in these games. And I think that's our issue. We, our intensity, whenever we're playing, just never seems to change, no matter on the... On the um, on the opponent and you look at France yesterday they had the weaker starting 11 yes you've got Mbappe you've got Giroud these guys that will obviously skew it but our starting 11 was better than their yeah. starting 11 and what did they come out on the first thing they're physical they've got us rattled we've got to scream yeah. that's a foul that's a yellow I will say also start. yeah the referee was a bit of a jerk yeah I'm not using that as an excuse mm-hmm. but like yeah I just think the referee in this weekend in general for the quarterfinals has been bad like they they need to like it's it's huge games. Like if there's a foul, there's a foul. Like the Saka got kicked three times by Upper Meccano. Yeah, yeah. Three times and didn't touch the ball once and it, nothing was given. Yeah. Upper Meccano. Like, oh, I'd be arguing that's a, that's a yellow if it was yeah. given as a foul. It wouldn't even be given as a foul. Yeah. 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 Upper Meccano, biggest forward going. Um, you heard that here from me. I said that with chess, bro. This guy is all. just a pace merchant. Any any centre back now has got a bit of pace. Everyone thinks he's good. Yesterday exposed France's back, uh, the France uh, back line. Like they just don't look comfortable defending. But what do they have? They just have passion. They just have grit. You get well, on, the, Kanate on you, the bench, not starting him. Exactly. Football, you just make you just make people feel uncomfortable, and that sometimes that's all it takes in these games when it's just a ninety minute game. There's no form. There's no. You won the last game. Cool. If you lose this one, you're out of the tournament. You need to give everything there. And I don't think England's going forward did, but I don't think that's down to the players. I think that's down to the instructions they were told, the apprehensiveness that's probably instilled with them about the French attack and everything. But we need to, as I said earlier, we need to go out gunslinging sometimes and just be like, Bro, we might concede yeah. three, but we're gonna score Walker, six. Do you Walker know what and Shaw won't get enough, up enough the pitch. If you wanna, if the, the basics of football, if you wanna pin back their their wingers, you your wing backs need to go up. Rice mm. can sit. You got a back three anyway. Mm. Worst case, you can see the goal. So what? Go punch for punch. You're mm. in the quarterfinal. Yeah, we didn't have enough in the game. We if we did, if Kane did score and we went to penalties and won, for example, we didn't score a goal and open play. I would not be complaining. Mm. But as in. Is that good enough? As in, in those moments, mm. technically, we didn't do anything. Like, we got the second penalty. The first penalty was a sack one. Obviously, mm. that was a penalty fine. The second one was just an absolute idiocy from Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I if, if if they scored that, the French team would have been on him, yeah, mate. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. that was horrendous. Yeah. Mal out of the way. In the, it should have been a red card. He, he's the happiest French man in the world right now. Yeah, because he, he almost cost his team um, <laughs> the thing. I watched that. I was like, I couldn't believe that. And again, to the referee, the ref let that go to VAR like he didn't even it, it wasn't even like he weighed though he genuinely thought that wasn't a pen and then they argued and then he was like oh yeah yeah true yeah, it's a yellow I was, I was like, like bro Jesus what are you doing where have they got this referee from yeah. but yeah the, the World Cup in general I guess unless you've got anything else to say about England I think it's, I've really enjoyed it I think there's been a lot mm. of controversy I think this weekend's been the worst for me in terms of like Brazil went out <laughs> I wanted Brazil to get to the final because mm. I just love Brazil obviously Netherlands went out. They were like my dark horses. Obviously, Virgil plays as long as I wanted him to go far down. Yeah. They got knocked out. Uh, Morocco beating Portugal was gassy, though, by the yeah. way. I'm so happy for uh, Morocco. That's it. First ever That's African That's my new team. country, by the way. Come on, Morocco. <laughs> African, African dons. Come on, just me. Let's bring it home. They're the first <laughs> African team ever to get to a semi-final of a World Cup, which is mental. Cold. That's, that, we didn't even talk about that, was the mm, but that's yeah, mental, isn't it? Cold. So good for them. Uh, and obviously, England went out. But 
I think you know another, you know by tomorrow morning I'll be definitely fully over this. Oh, to be mm. fair, I'm lying. I'm over it now. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the rest of it. But the World Cup has been good. It's been in Qatar, as we all know. There's been a mm. lot of controversy over the media. We mentioned last week as well in general. Mm. But there's something in particular that came up in the news, Dave, uh, that you, you we were speaking about, and obviously we're gonna mention it on the podcast because it's quite, it's very interesting for the wrong reasons. I would say what happened. So do you want to explain what? The premise of that is <coughs> so yeah i think there was a tv presenter or pundit uh apologies i'm not too sure what his role was at the a journalist uh, journalist that's yeah. the word sorry the journalist uh that was wearing a um uh, one of those one love uh or was it one love is that what called or i think love? so um, one love yeah one yeah. love uh, t-shirt. t-shirts yeah. uh, obviously everyone knows about the one love uh, uh band that we england players uh kane was gonna wear but the sanctions and everything that's come along with that, blah, 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 blah. So obviously, um, and Qatar's uh, beliefs, it being a Muslim country, they didn't, that's just against their, against their law. And as a Western world or as an individual, you have to respect each country's laws because at the, at the end of the day, you're in their country. So you can't come there and do what you do in England, do what you do in Nigeria, do what you do in India, in a different country. Yeah. Everyone knows that, that's facts. We don't go to Spain and act the same, we act in the UK. That's why it's, you know, classic Brits abroad, all that kind of stuff so that's the law and that's that's and that's the facts at the moment guys and obviously i'm just saying that uh not to be harsh not to be insensitive but that's just the facts of that's the world we live in like i, I just want it to be important for people to potentially take a bit of emotion out of everything and just think this is the facts this is someone else's country this is someone else's home you respect them i go yeah. to vix i might do something in my house i don't do it vix it's yeah. just that that's just human nature so obviously you had the one love uh t-shirt on um and I think that was like as he was entering Qatar, as right? As he was, was he in the airport or something yeah, or on the way. Yeah, yeah. At least that that was you know that was the first presentation we mm. got of this guy on understanding of him. And then it was reported that he'd been arrested for that, and then later uh, found out. Uh, to have passed away and that was uh, this week this week this week just gone um, and passed away and that was due to what they reported to be a heart attack but then his uh, brother released a video which is out on the internet guys so you can go and have a look at this for yourself saying that uh, that that can't be the case my uh, uh, brother was completely fit and healthy had no issues um uh, he suspects, you know, some foul play that was going on, maybe a murder or, or whatnot. And obviously, um, it being his brother, direct link makes sense. It's just like, if God forbid anything was to happen to my brother and someone told me he had a heart attack, I'll, that, no, that mm. doesn't make sense whatsoever. So basically just explaining that uh, side of information for you guys, why that's significant. So, yeah, we're just here to just discuss that and think of, obviously, it's horrendous that's happened. It's very, it's very saddening that has happened and thoughts go out to his family and everything. But I think it was made very clear at the beginning that, you know, Qatar, the uh, uh, that side of the world, they don't play with their law. Like we've heard, we've 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 heard loads of loads of stuff like this. People going missing, blah blah blah, blah people breaking the law. So I just wanted to bring that up, just as a talking point on the podcast, and a sense of what's your what's your uh, initial thoughts on that what's your reaction to that are you well, do you do you think some sort of international in, uh, sanctions or anything should be involved or or where do you stand do you think fair enough that's the country or do you believe it or, or or what's your thoughts yeah well first of all obviously condolences to his family like whenever there's a death in the family that's just a horrible thing in general but mm. 
there's a few ways there's a few ways to think about this so the, the first one being i want to reiterate what you said i think when you go to someone else's country you have to do your absolute best to abide by the rules that they set for their civilians because when you visit someone's country mm-hmm. you i think that's a given you know you it's it's part of being it's a part of being a good person i think to go like you say going into someone's house going into someone's country you know you you abide by their rules you adhere to what their their expectations are of people who come in like i know if i went to qatar um i know there'd be limited alcohol so and i drink alcohol so i would be like you know that i'm not too bothered then about that you know i'm rather let me see their experience let me go have a cup of tea made in the desert that they do let me experience Mm -hmm. their culture i don't want to go to your country be like well this is what i do so i'm going to be that Mm -hmm. so on that point of view i think as a, you have to respect those rules and those ways of thinking, even if you don't believe in it. I think that's what makes like a, a strong, I don't want to say a strong person, but I think that's what makes a respectable person. Mm-hmm. Even though something is against what you might believe in, if it's not harming someone else, they're not, well, in this case, it clearly might have been allegedly, mm-hmm. but you know, on paper, if it's not harming anyone, then just, you know, just that's all right. You know, mm-hmm. that's, it just is what it is and cool. But, um, sorry to cut you off, go on. my standpoint also on it is, don't get me wrong, I agree with you. You don't have to agree with someone, but there's a difference to abiding and then actively protesting. Yes, and, yes, 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 and, yes, and yes. that's and that's where I don't I I, I that's where um I do empathize obviously with the result of what's happened by the bribe the, to take it away from that uh, scenario by the way guys because obviously I don't want to become insensitive but the wider issue that was going on with the one love with the uh, World Cup and stuff it's, it's I don't think it's our place to go to someone else's country and bring our values and protest theirs in their own country when you can't you can't go somewhere where you don't have to go and then yeah. pro- and then protest there and then be angry at them saying what are you doing this is our country this is our rules yeah. like in my opinion if that's an issue if that's something that you feel strongly about what's a bigger standpoint than saying no we don't want to give you the world cup no we don't want to go to that country oh no in fact you know if it's going to be in that country England isn't going to take part, yeah. partake in the world cup like there's a way of going about things respectfully and not putting yourself at danger as well because we know but I think it's one of those things where there's an arrogance with the western world yes. which we all everyone's aware of it so I'm sorry if you don't think there is then you're just living in la la lands and that's <laughs> for you to sort, out, sort yourself out because as ethnics in this country that we feel British or feel I feel English you know most ta- most of the times there's only issues or you know small microscopes of society that causes that to you know be questioned but I think we innately have that form of respect of understanding that you can't just do what you want whenever you want yeah. and you need to pick and choose when you want to stand up for something or if you're going to pick up and choose and stand up for something back it with your chest and then you're happy to deal with the consequences of that you've got people like Muhammad Ali who was ready to give up his whole whole professional boxing career for what he believed in what he stand mm-hmm. for and that's respectable and if you're not ready to do that you're not ready to care about that if the World Cup wasn't there would anyone care about Qatar's laws no no you wouldn't did anyone care about it when it was in russia russia are extremely against gay people and gay rights and all that stuff Mm. where was the smoke there is it because of another reason i don't know exactly i do know you know what i mean (laughs) so yeah so following on from what i was saying before as well and what you've just said i agree yeah let me just reiterate what you Mm. said listen if you go to someone else's country and you 
don't go with like we we're so cocky in the west like we do not run the world how we might have once used to have done like yeah. it's, that was awfully said but you know what i'm saying yeah, no. we, we we're not we're not that powerhouse that we think we are maybe mm. in some aspects like mm. intelligence and all that stuff but in terms of like the, re- the globalization has happened which means that other countries are therefore as powerful if not more powerful than us 100%. a country for example india the country my origins where i come from i strongly relate to being indian mm-hmm. more than i do being british if i'm being honest with you mm-hmm. i think it's it's even it might be like 60 40 but still you know it's more Indian but you like if I when I went to India for example when me and my sisters or our family went to India we knew or my sisters knew for example you know you can't dress in certain ways in India because that's the, the rules of the country even though we're Indian I get that that's the thing mm-hmm. but even if we went to another country I know we, we'd also think as a family like, okay let's respect those rules so mm. listen guys when you go to other countries don't expect what you want as a westerner because you're a westerner to do that because when i went to china yeah the man don't mess about in china so yeah. you, they had people shook there if you don't do what they abide by you're out they yeah. will just grab you take you to the airport and be like go on get on a plane and yeah. get out like it's like that right but this is what i'm gonna say when something horrible happens like what's allegedly happened to this person right mm-hmm. not even allegedly he's actually passed away you know mm-hmm. but we don't, we don't know the reason why nothing like that ever happens unless there's two wrongs mm-hmm. There can be one wrong, if you want. Mm-hmm. One wrong could be Qatar because of their religion. If you think that's wrong, fair enough. I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's right either. I'm just indifferent. They base that on their religion. And religion, you know, you question it or not, that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So that's the quote-unquote wrong. Some people would believe that they don't agree with gay people. The second wrong, though, mm-hmm. is that guy going in there, protesting, knowing that it's a country that doesn't accept gay people and gay rights and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the second wrong. Mm. So the, the the reason, the result ended up with the two wrongs. Mm-hmm. Like it's wrong for him to go to another country and protest and it's wrong in some people's opinions to, to be, you know, how they believe gay people to be not right or whatever, whatever. So that's that's what's happened. If he'd have gone and done his job, if he had to go for his job to be a journalist, mm-hmm. then just don't wear the t-shirt. Be, be gay. That's There's literally nothing wrong with being gay. Like, obviously like it's not it's whatever like cool man mm. that's your sexuality well done do you want a medal fantastic mm. but don't protest when you know it's, it's like me going to russia mm. and being like i want rights for people of color brother i do want that am i gonna go do it in russia mm. hell no yeah. because i know what's gonna happen i'm gonna yeah. get smashed up in the street mm. and that's gonna be a result i don't want so why would i even take the risk so i think as horrible as it is that guy has to take accountability for the fact that maybe his actions weren't right don't be cocky enough to think that because of how easy we have it in life in the west you can't do that in other countries and i'm sorry if that sounds harsh but that is the reality of life mm, do you know what i mean it is and i think you know you've <laughs> you've nailed all all the all the points there and all i can say is just to reiterate like I think it's one of them where until you've until you've until you've not experienced not being accepted, you don't really know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things. That where, is wow. That's a bar. It, man. Trust me. And I think it's one of them where I think that's what we've just really fully experienced now. Where it's like here, obviously, the rights for everyone in the LGBT uh, QIA community has got past everything. Everyone's happy. It's moving forward. So, which is brilliant, which is great. Happy, happy for everyone feeling accepted. But you have to accept that other places in the world either will never agree or they're behind, and that's yeah. and, and that's just that's just the way life is. Mm. And unfortunately, you pick your battles. You you you, you picked your battle, and in this case, obviously, it, it ended um, ended horribly. But 
that was a decision that England had had to make. Kane could have worn it. He could not have worn it. They said, okay, no, we're not going to do it. They might have been, people might call it cowardly. They might do it this, this, that. But everyone's made the decision. Yeah. So at this point, for me, it gets, to, it gets to a point where you look at the Croatia, the, um, do you know that Miss Croatia or whatever, where she's wearing whatever yeah. she wants. If if she gets arrested, but my, listen, that, that, oh, oh my, sorry, if she, if she gets arrested, am I going to be empath- empathetic to her? No, like she yeah. know she knew exactly what she was doing. She made a decision. I don't. I, the one thing, the one thing I do, the one, I'm a simple person. As I said, I respect people's decisions. If she goes on there and she comes back and nothing happens to her, and she's there like, oh Qatar, I disagree with this. I want to wear what I want. Come back, completely fine. You're lucky nothing happened. I'm happy that you're safe and sound. But if something does get locked up, you can't come back to the... You, you don't get released for the next 20 years. You end up losing all those looks you have mm-hmm. in jail. Whose fault is that? You're going to come out crying? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out laughing at you yeah. saying, well done. Why? W- 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 so, what have you achieved there? So, good example with her. and a good, So, I saw her, like a clip of her on the Piers Morgan interview because Piers Morgan interviewed her on his censored show. Yeah. And she said that she, when she arrived in Qatar, she did not wear a revealing outfit. What she did do was she went and spoke to local Qatari people and she said, okay, I've got these outfits that I'm looking to wear. Would it be, is it okay? What are the laws saying? And they said to her, well, the Qatari government have, have actually um, changed their rules for the duration of the World Cup where if you want to wear what you want to wear, revealing or not, you're allowed to do it for the duration of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So that is the Qatari people uh, compromising their strict laws in order to accommodate for people coming out so you're you're talking about a country that people are hating on but they're accommodating their whole systematic rules just to accommodate for the western world now is that that sounds like a country to me that is willing to do what it takes to 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 make the people feel hospitable you see the examples of english fans getting invited around to uh, people um who are in higher places in the qatari mm. regime or however it, the work, it works there coming to their house going to their palaces getting fed food mm-hmm. going showing around they're seeing mm-hmm. lines and stuff people's got like these are what the qatari people like so i hate how the media are vilifying the qatari people mm. when they are actually doing the best to accommodate for getting the world cup don't get me wrong i watched the fifa documentary mm. they got with the um yeah, yeah with how they with the, how they bought the votes literally sitting in a room how much you want 1.5 million cool yeah. Get yeah, it yeah. Like, that's how they got it that's <coughs> fine that's that's a whole different conversation but now it's one they've accommodated in every single possible way yeah. they've built stadiums they're dismantling stadiums and then they're going to give them to other countries Uruguay want to host the 2030 World Cup they're going to send those containers containers uh, they use to build stadium 274 mm. send it to them they want to build it there as mm. well so we're talking about a country who's willing to get on that level you can say oh it's bribery or mm. you can say it's an investment from Qatar mm. this 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 money they got to use the World Cup as an opportunity to showcase who they are to the world mm. in order for them to be a power in the future years coming it's all about perspective isn't it, it is. so it's about how can we learn and grow with each other as countries as civilians as governments and everything to be better to be more of like a unified country you don't know in 50 years time Qatar might go you know what we've actually seen uh, a different way of thinking we actually sure. want to change our ways sure, of um, yeah. gay rights and stuff you don't that could potentially happen yeah. but and well, there's just one thing I want to say on that and also the, the, the arrogance again that comes from the western world is I know everyone's probably thinking like Oh, Qatar, this is a great thing for them. What about all the tourism, all this? Has ever ever people ever thought that maybe Qatar wanted the World Cup 
to actually just showcase their culture, what they're like. And maybe they actually don't care about the Western world coming there as tourists. Maybe they want to be the hub for the Muslim community. Exactly. All the, yeah. all the Muslims that are in Africa, Morocco, a Muslim yeah. state, they're like, oh, we want to go on holiday. Where can we go to? Somewhere where we feel comfortable. Yeah, that has the same 100%. Qatar. Like, everyone keeps thinking that everyone's tourism must be for Americans, English, alcohol, drugs, yeah, parties, clubbing, no, all no. that. It's like, they, they, they want to, they want to keep their, their, um, their backbone, their beliefs there. And they want to be able to do that and live the way they want and have the people in the country that they want at the end of the day. If you're going to come in there, you're going to go on the respect there. It's like people that go and visit the Taj Mahal. Everyone goes there, you're respectful. So yeah. why, everyone seems to understand that, but when it's Qatar, you link it to football and the drinking culture, I understand that, blah, 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 blah. But why does no one think, okay, it's in Qatar, we're going to have to enjoy this in a, in a separate way. And as you said, I'm sh- I feel like there's even pits where they've, they've changed the law locally for like certain... Um, certain fun sites where yeah. alcohol like a limit is allowed yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah i feel yeah. like i feel like i heard if you had booths or whatever obviously again a bit questionable because you have to have a bit of dollar 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 but you can have drinks in the just uh, like in it is the in, the UK, in the uk in the in stands in anfield at old trafford you cannot take drinks you can drink there wembley we went in the in the, in the family zone yeah. we couldn't drink we had yeah. to go drink at the bar and oh, come, back. come back but it's all right when it's here so yeah. all i'm saying is the hypocrisy is real what we need to do is everyone needs to on the table needs to be there and be sat there with open you know opinions and, and perspectives because that's how you go <coughs> you don't again you don't have to agree but you can learn to be like okay this is how they live that's cool Some, like that was such a good example to say that yeah, well maybe they, maybe they're saying for African people to come yeah. North African where there's yeah. like a lot of Muslim countries and stuff where they're like okay you guys can come to Qatar as a getaway mm-hmm. like how maybe Westerners go to Dubai for example or something mm-hmm. or like how Westerners go to like uh, Las Vegas or something like yeah, that do you yeah. know what I'm saying it's like a different way of being it's not all about us about that's us. a really good example mate. and the last thing I want to say that people probably aren't ready to hear just because in our culture we bend over to uh, to include everyone and this isn't a shot at gay people by the way it's great we're including everyone and that just because we have no backbone and we stand on no principles anymore doesn't mean we have to judge other people that do what do I mean by that over here, we are so prang, we're so politically correct that we don't even have a culture anymore over here. We have nothing. This country used to be a mainly Christian country, but now I think it's pretty secular. I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. I'm just yeah. telling you what the facts were. Just because that's the way we've evolved as a country doesn't mean you want everyone else to yeah. need everyone Some else Some countries to. want to keep their traditional identity at, at the core, and at that's core. a good thing. And you have to respect that. You go to Italy, highly Catholic uh, country. You go to Spain, highly Catholic country. Yeah. And a lot of things, a lot of their laws reflect that. And why are we look? Why are we moving like we're per- per- perfect? Do you know the amount of homelessness we have here, or how rich we are, or whatever that we yeah, think? Look at, like, look at I, the poverty it, line we've got now. Look at the disparity between the rich and the poor. And yet, and you look how well people are treating Qatar. Yeah, and I, not, not if you go if if you if you go on, if you go online now, anyone listening, and you go look at a job in Qatar, look how the salary is. Mm-hmm. This is how much they will pay you there because they have a country that runs well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yet we have nurses on twenty two k. 18 hour shifts and stuff are you crazy trust me some people need to look in the mirror bro because it's one of them where it's sad to say and I'm not making this an England bash or whatever but it's just one of them where it's just like we're honestly not as great or even have any right or any foot to stand on based on our history 
when it comes to colonization based on our histories of uh, you know destabilizing countries false wars all the deals we do all the stuff that we bend over for that side of the world anyway russia all this kind of stuff like bro we have no right to tell anyone how to run a country yeah. because we can't even run ourselves and that's that's the yeah. that. and do you know who the only people are who don't know that is mm. us yeah I went, sorry to refer, but when I was in China, do you of people who were from Europe, who were from uh, Central America, who were from uh, Asia, they were like, they would like snigger at the British people. Yeah. They'd laugh at me, not like Pete, like Bance, like because I'm from Britain. Mm. They have a, an opinion, like this is our, this is our, this, how we are presented in the world is not good. We're, we're a bit of a laughing stock. And as a country, maybe we do need to be like... We're presented as idiots as, as, as well. Our, cu- yeah. our culture is just drunken idiots. That's what they. That's what it is. And it's just... Uh, we were, I heard on Talksport the other day, Simon Jordan and that other Don were talking about the fact that... Oh, Simon Jordan was it? It was Jim, Jim Beglin, I think his name is. He was like, oh, I think it's fantastic. There's been no British arrests in Qatar. And I was like, are you sat there happy about the fact there've been no arrests is that not the norm <laughs> yeah, yeah. shouldn't you be like if like you, you commend if like british people like save someone's life not if there's been no arrests yeah yeah what, like, how are we celebrating the fact there's been no arrests like oh well the british fans out there should be really pleased pleased for what but being a normal person yeah <laughs> mental mental to me and, uh, it's all perspective so if that's what we're being uh, positive about then we'll end the pod on that and yeah. we'll just be like well done to England <laughs> uh, no arrest uh, but I will shout out uh, this because I think it is important I want to say a big well done to Sterling Jude Bellingham Rashford Saka because at the end of the day two years ago I was heartbroken as an England fan as a British uh, as an English born uh, boy in this country when we lost the Euros but I've I what I feel like I was part of the experience as well obviously being a uh, black person in this country was I felt the pain that the, and the abuse that they were getting at that point but I want to commend them for one bouncing back taking it in their stride Saka unbelievable performances probably our best player at the World Cup Rashford you know what I think about Rashford from the United standpoint anyway but did his thing scored some important goals beautiful free kick Sterling did his thing as always also whoever rushed his house absolute pagans I I forgot about that actually how can we as a community maybe as ethnic people have people that are shining lights on showing the, the young generation on how they don't have to hit road how they don't have to uh, just be fighters boxers all this kind of stuff where they, he's putting his get his talents his work rate to do something positive and he's putting on an English England top and I'm not saying that him, it was potentially a black person that was robbing him but I'm just saying uh, pe- people in his own community probably most likely are the people that target his house while he's representing the country he's doing good he's giving back he's doing all this work and people are taking advantage of him when he's not there to protect his own home I and think it was his family there his family his kids. Was there. what a joke absolutely disgraceful yeah. and despicable but those four players, they're black players, and no one, no one's going to commend them. But I'll commend them on their behalf. You've done myself proud, done the country proud, and I'm ha- more than happy to say that you guys performed extremely well in that England top, and I'm proud of them. And I don't care what people think about this. There's more than just them in the team, but they're black and I'm black, and I've got to stand for them, and that's what I'm standing on today.
So thank you guys for performing. Mike drop me. Nothing more to say. So this has been the Off-White Pod and we've been the Off-White Boys and we'll catch you next time. Peace.